Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, peeps. I am taking over the She is. <laughs> She's taking I over. I am going. I'm taking over. I'm going to do the introductions because mm-hmm. today we finally, <laughs> the, um, Rhonda wrote the devotional 24 karat devotionals is out and running. And so I'm going to interview Rhonda today on yeah. this amazing that she wrote. And so welcome Rhonda. Well, thank you. <laughs> it feels so weird. Like, this is just so strange. Like, come on now. Like interviewing yourself. Go ahead. Tell us all. Um, I feel like everyone knows everything about me already. So <laughs> if you've read the book, you know it all now. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna expand that and make everybody buy the book um so I wanted to go through just some generalized questions because I know a lot of times when I talk to people they want to know what the writing process is about and like how you found your publisher and all these different things and so I thought this would be a good episode to just kind of go through since now we both have author under our belt um we can just uh talk about the writing process in general. So the first thing I want to ask you is um, how this book came about and how you found the publishing company that you did. Okay. So um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, let me think. It's a long story. Um, no, really. I mean, I always loved to write even as a, a child, which is really, I, I remember winning like a contest on my, what my family means to me. And I literally remember writing it at recess because I had forgotten to do the project, not realizing that it was going to be entered into a contest and I won $50. Yes. So that was my very, very first. $50, which is about how much your paycheck is for writing a book. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's our, that's our payout. Exactly. Exactly. So I probably, I'll probably made more money doing that than, you know, in third grade or whatever. Anyway. (laughs) Um, but no, I, I always had a love for reading. I journaled a lot. I always enjoyed doing it. Um, I was thought about writing a book, but never imagined it coming to pass. So I started doing my Instagram kind of writings and that's when the passion for became greater. And I was approached by, um, one of the guys at TBN or Trilogy Publishing. And they're like, have you ever thought about writing a book? I was like, not really. I mean, I literally sent him like stuff from my Instagram and then I got, you know, the response of like, yeah, we would love to publish you. And I was like, what? (laughs) So I feel like it was kind of God ordained as far as that Mm -hmm. goes. And it was, I thought I had this idea in my head, I'm going to write this book and it's, Mm -hmm. I'm going to, this, because I wanted to specifically do a devotional. I felt like a devotional was something that I was passionate about. It wasn't going to feel overwhelming to me because writing a book like you did, like just feels over, it still feels overwhelming. Like maybe I'll just be a (laughs) devotional author for the rest of my life. Um, But I, 
thought, okay, I'm going to write this book. And it's, and I think I signed the contract in like June and uh, I wanted it done by March. So I wanted it done by March, 2020, because that would have been Tiana's 18th birthday, my daughter who passed away. Mm -hmm. And I thought that would be perfect all in my timing, right? Like I was <laughs> did not yeah I was like God the I little got organized this. person oh it's just got gonna this. take this long and yes. we'll be fine got this I <laughs> easy and you know then COVID hit and stuff happened mm -hmm. and it took almost three years to finish it mm -hmm. um, but looking back I'm like man God's timing wow yeah like it so that's a, that brings up a good point because when we sign the contracts, you know, they have a deadline obviously because mm -hmm. they don't want forever to write it, but, um, it's never, it always has to be extended. I mm -hmm. find that a lot authors is we, we have a, in our head, like the, Oh, we're going to get it done by this, but it usually takes a year, sometimes a year and a half mm -hmm. in your case, a little longer. And, um, and that's normal because it's just really hard. Life gets in the way, mm -hmm. um, situations. I think more with, I will say like we both went with self-publishing, like hybrid self-publishing, but, um, with traditional houses, they're a little bit more strict oh, yeah. with a death. Oh, yeah. So you can't really go too much over than like mm -hmm. a few months to have a payout. They, they've paid right. you already to right. finish. And so it's a little more, um, restricted. So that is, I guess, if you want to give like one lesson to the audience is that when you go with a hybrid self-publisher, you have a little bit more leeway yeah. with that. And a lot more you, creativity. Um, yeah. You're not so yeah. much in a box. It's really your narrative to tell. Um, there was a lot right. of freedom as far as like what I wanted. I will say like the book cover came out better than I expected. Um, I gave them an idea and, they, you know, they took the, the criticism I had as well. And so, I mean, I, I'm very happy with it, but you're right. Yeah. You know, being on a timeline is, I mean, I didn't think it was going to take me two and a half years to finish, you know, yeah. a devotional. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it ended up being the things that went in there ended up being perfect timing for mm -hmm. what that yeah. Um, so tell me the inspiration for, um, just the different things in it. Tell us a little bit about what, uh, what it's okay. about. Well, I mean, a lot of it has to just circle around Tiana. So, you know, she was born in March of 2002 and then passed shortly after that. And so ever since her death, uh, Job, you know, has been my favorite verse, Job 2310. And I just felt like, I was constantly being refined and I'm in that verse, you know, for when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. It, it there's something about that verse that's always resonated with me. So even when we named the podcast, like I was one of those things that I was like, this has to be it because it's gold. It's pure. It's beautiful. The conversations mm -hmm. that we're having are beautiful and raw and we've been refined through things, you know, in our lives. And so it really had a lot to do with that. Um, but it also had to do with the journey after Tiana and, you know, that life, even though, you know, I had her and then I had a subsequent baby after that, Kalia, who's amazing and wonderful. It didn't mean my hardships in life didn't continue. And so a lot of the last half of the book was written um, from a very difficult time that we were going through during COVID in 2020. And 
um, you know, all the way up to even, you know, deciding to move across the country to Nashville. So yeah, I mean, the book has everything from the story of Tiana to just my life, even after COVID and the things that the trauma we experienced during that season. So what, uh, who's your audience then for this book? Um, you know, I would say it's geared more towards women. I, I don't think men wouldn't get anything out of it, but I think it's geared more towards women, you know, business women, women who are mothers, wives, you know, daughters who are struggling in a season where they feel like God has abandoned them and where they feel like their expectations haven't been met. Because I, I do feel like a lot of my journey has been on unmet expectations and how I felt growing up in church and feeling like, well, I did it all right. So why is my life look like this? Mm. And um, what I liked about the book too, is you have journal prompts for mm -hmm. people to write some of their own story out, which yeah. is good. So after each chapter, um, there's a little journal prompt yeah. there. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And I think that's important to process things. I've learned, um, you know, through my own healing journey, like I said, I journaled a lot right after um, my daughter passed. And it's, it's interesting. I got a, a, a message from a, a friend of mine who happened to be there the day my daughter died. And she um, sent me a message and she goes, I just ordered my book. I'm super excited for you. And I commented back and I said, you have no idea. You're the one that really started me journaling again um, because she gave me a notepad with some tea and some really nice gifts in a basket after Tiana had died. And that journal I still have to this day. And, you know, when I was writing the book, I, I did go back to some of those times and go, man, like I was really broken. Like I didn't realize it. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Shock is a whole, mm -hmm. whole different subject right yeah you yeah. kind of just out and and go through life day by day and try to just function stir it up <laughs> and get through oh. yeah yeah so uh, it's so exciting because um tiana would have been 20 this year and i just mm -hmm. want to segue to shout out um tell us a little bit about what happened with cuddle oh my goodness yeah, Cuddlecott, um, again, like God just ordains things all the time. And, and it's, I mean, you can attest to this, Phil, it's like, we'll connect with somebody, then we end up finding out that they have a connection somewhere else. And so I had connected with a lady um, and she told me about these Cuddlecots. We actually had her on our podcast, Linda Zanacho. Um, she basically helps abandoned babies, which I think is such a beautiful, her story is beautiful. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I'm shouting that out right now. Um, she mm -hmm. basically connected me with these cuddle cots. And so she started telling me about him. And so kind of the short version of the story is she, you basically get these cuddle cots. They're in the hospital for multiple uses. After a baby passes, they're able to keep the body, the baby's body at a perfect temperature. So you can take pictures and spend time with your child in my case. And I know in your case too, Phyllis, it's like, you have only so much amount of time and then they have to take that baby away because mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, stuff starts to happen. So these cuddle cots give these families the gift of time. So I was really inspired again, timing because I bought, I started raising money for the cuddle cot probably a few years ago, uh, probably right mm -hmm. around the time I wrote the book. So it was a few, it was a few years yeah. ago, started raising money for it. Um, you know, we were able to fully fund it. I received the cuddle cot and COVID hit. 
And Mm -hmm. so hospitals weren't really accepting anything they weren't doing, you know, they weren't doing anything at that point. And I was disappointed because I was really hoping to have it in a local hospital where I lived. So I'm thinking Santa Clara County, Gilroy, California, somewhere. But I could never get the connections to actually happen. So um, as we were preparing to leave for Tennessee, it was really hard. And so I'm going to speak to the moms right now who have a child that is buried in a place and it's so hard. Like you, you if you have to leave that child there, um, it feels wrong. It feels like you're abandoning them, even though like, I know in my heart, like she's not there. She's with God, but she's not there. Yeah. yeah. But it's still really hard. It was a place. A lot of times at the cemetery I would go to when I was having a really hard day to remember. It was that. comforting for you. Yeah. 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 You for would both, go there a lot. yeah. Mm-hmm. For both my husband and I, All the and, family. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so I, as we were moving, um, sorry, I feel like we're getting a little feedback here. Um, my husband and I, he he was having a really hard time with it. And I remember telling him one day, like, Hey, you know, maybe the cuddle cot's supposed to come with us to Tennessee. Maybe that's where it's supposed to be. And so funny, we moved and that cuddle cot was taken care of very carefully all the way through the move. I had it transported here by my dad. Like it was, it's, you know, it was something that I cared very much about. Um, but then you move here, you don't know anybody, no idea. I ended up getting connected in a women's group. Uh, another lady connected me to the hospital. And so next Friday on her 20th birthday, the hospital is going to receive this beautiful cuddle cot um, in memory of Tiana. And I think the thing that impacted me the most, which I was telling Phyllis this earlier, and I didn't share this on the Instagram um, story I did, was the woman at the hospital told me that they're putting ice in buckets to keep the baby's bodies cool so they can, the parents can have time to spend with them. And so I'm just excited that this is going to go in there and yeah. it's going to help other families when life did not go as expected and they're in this situation and they're having to make decisions. Um, I also wanted it to go to a more low-income hospital because statistically it's proven that if women are able to spend time with their child, they're more likely to go ahead with the funeral um, you know, process. And so I, I don't know, it's going to do big things at Nashville General. I'm super excited to do, yeah. to do that. And you were saying that this woman had been praying for a cuddle mm-hmm. pot too. Yeah. So amazing. Mm-hmm. So I think just the lesson in that is, um, you know, the journey of how it's just another example of how we have an idea in our head of how we think we want, how we think we want God (laughs) to guide us these situations. But God says, well, that's not really how I have it planned, but Mm -hmm. just. And so just in that waiting process of realizing that um, you may have thought that it was going to be in one place, but he all along, he knew that there was going to be so many changes, which in this book uh, kind of walks you through all those mm-hmm. different changes of um, where your life was going and how things proceeded in that way. So yeah. I think it's a lesson for women to see that um, he he's not abandoning you when you don't hear the right answer or you don't not in the right timing. It's, there's a waiting process that is comfortable. (laughs) We don't like it, but it uh, is a good time to journal and just Mm -hmm. kind of wait. And I love journaling for the fact that you can go back through the history Mm -hmm. and who's brought you out of 
you thought that it was the worst season of your life. Yeah. So maybe it was (laughs) worst season of your life. There's more. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, just even God's little, the little things that he's given me. And I shared this story with you, Phyllis, about uh, the day the book actually launched to the day that is Tiana's birthday, which is next Friday, was exactly 24 days. And that could not, so I literally, I emailed my publisher and I'm like, did you guys plan this? And he's like, no, like, that's not, no, I mean, we don't do that. And of yeah, course they wouldn't, we don't but do that. I'm like, I'm not God special. does, but we don't. Not special. <laughs> Guess what, Rhonda, you're, <laughs> I know, not that you didn't plan. <laughs> but it was just so funny. I mean, when I like sat there and thought about that, I was like, that's just crazy. Like that God knew that even that would mean something to me, that he cares about me so much. He is in every little tiny detail of my life. So that is so important because I want you to hold on to that for a minute. Cause what you said earlier was that because you were brought up in the church, you thought that you were favored and that these bad things to you, but then you tie it into God loves you so much, even through the ashes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's a thing that like with devotionals that can tie in is that even in the midst of all the junk that we go through, all, all the things, he still loves us mm-hmm. and wants the best for us. I always tell people too, like if you're hearing negative things swirling around in your head, that's not from God, that's mm-hmm. from the enemy because God will only want to pour out good for you. Yeah. And so the crisis feels like, your whole life is being dogpiled with just junk. Um, hold on, keep keep reading your Bible, keep doing a devotional to journal and say, and pour out your guts to God and say, like, this is really, I'm struggling through this right now. I don't even know why, how it's going to end, what's going to happen. But knowing that he's wrapping his arms around you and saying like, hold on, because I have more, like, like, even though the world gives you this crap and all of these horrendous things that you're going through, I'm holding on to you because there's more coming. I'm going to make from ashes, right? Yeah. So that's what I think um, your book will describe is that these hard things that you are going through, but he's bringing the beauty from it. And so, um, never give up and just think that you're being punished or that you're special, (laughs) even if you've been, you know, this, I guess, like labeling a good Christian, whatever that means, (laughs) you know, uh, a resilient Christian, like been through, you know, Mm -hmm. lived with God life, done all these things. It doesn't, because we live on the earth, it doesn't exclude us from like going through things, but I just always hold on to the hope of like, even just crying out and saying, I don't like when I had COVID last month, I was like bawling so sick. And I was like, I don't know why you're making me go through this. And it was just, I kept hearing the word just rest and trust Mm -hmm. in me. Like, because I had a lot of stuff. Of course, I just signed a contract for my next book. I'm so sick. Like, I, I don't have that time to be out for three weeks. I couldn't even focus on my Bible because I was, it was making, I was dizzy. And so it was like, my brain wasn't functioning. It's still a little like more, maybe that's just was me. That COVID? <laughs> 
Was that little, or- just a little crazy? <laughs> yeah. Or is that just me? I don't know. It could be me, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm crying out saying like, why are you doing this to me? Like every time you do, it feels like every time you are going through that next mm-hmm. step, a, a, just a blast happens where you're like, now I'm on the ground. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, you have to really dig in in those times and go, I know that you're not doing this on purpose. I know that this is just the world. These things are happening mm-hmm. and standing beside me. So that's, what I would just like, if I couldn't even read my, my Bible that day, I would just sit and cry and just be like, I know you're going to get me through this. Yeah. It's fine. It's going to be but you know, it's, it's a reality that we all go through these different trials and journeys and stuff. And so the thing that books are made of that are so amazing to me is that you can pick up a book and be inspired by that mm-hmm. and like, Oh, okay. So she went through this and this is how she prayed. And this is how um, she felt. And now let me journal on that right. and let me soak that in for that moment. And devotionals are super inspirational. I think for people that are just coming into their God journey, Mm -hmm. because I don't, I didn't know Bible verses. I didn't know how to read the Bible, but a a devotional was more like someone talking to you in that spiritual voice. So, and and it is amazing how God uses like he uses that. So the day the devotional launched, (laughs) me and my daughters went to Ulta and the girl and I are talking. And nice to go. Yeah, we went to Ulta. And we were just walking around. I had taken the day off work. And so we were just going to have fun. So I had my 24 karat sweatshirt on. And the gal at the front desk goes, oh my gosh, I love your sweatshirt. I go, oh, thank you. And I go, I just wrote a book. Like I was all proud of myself, right? And she goes, you did? And I said, yes. I go, I have one in the car. Do you want it? <laughs> so I ran to my car. I gave it to her. And I just, she goes, thank you so much. I was looking for a devotional. I just finished one that I had. It was like such a God moment, right? So I, on my way home from dinner that night, I get a message from the other girl. So there were two girls at the counter, the one I didn't give a book to. And she sent, she sent me a message said, I just ordered your book, love what you're doing and you inspire me. And I just thought, wow, God, like Mm -hmm. that's what this book is about. This book for me is about touching people that maybe in church, they wouldn't be touched, you know? And so they're ignored. Yeah. yeah, So I'm, I'm excited for, you know, whoever reads this. That's a great, uh, analogy too, because one of the things, um, that I always, when I coach people on memoirs and things, as I let them know, when you're first time writer, if you're trying to make money off of writing a book, or you think you're going to be famous writing a book, um, probably you're in the wrong business, but what happens is, is you write this book because it's in your heart that you want to share what God's done and have that same thing happen to them. And so you end up giving away books more than you do books because God will prompt you and say, give this person a book. I always bring books with me to conferences whenever I travel. And I just let people know, you know, if I, if I'm sitting there and they're talking about something or they're saying like, oh man, I really want your book. Like I heard about your story, blah, blah, blah. I hear God just going like, give her the book, just the book. Like she doesn't have to buy it. And I'm like, okay. And luckily I have a husband who's all in on that. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, absolutely. Like that you're doing God's work Mm -hmm. by being good news in a book form. Yeah. So the last 
just want to talk about with you is just um we we need to get you reviews Yay! and yes we need reviews buy your book and yes. so so one of the things I just really want to talk about because I, I I want people to know where to get your book first but also aside from people buying books I think the one thing that um the public doesn't know is reviews are super important mm-hmm. for authors so reviews you can get on Amazon or Goodreads um it's just better for the author because the algorithm bumps up your book into different levels where people can see it. And then it gives them opportunities to buy your book. So I'm just going to do a shout out for you that if you have bought Rhonda's book or you're planning on buying Rhonda's book, please read it and then go to Amazon, look up her book and then scroll to the bottom and write write out a review because all those reviews help her to um, get to a place where her book is being seen by more hands. So yes. more hands, yes, more, pe- more eyes. <laughs> Sorry, We want it in your hands. You want it in your hands. You want to see it. <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> oh my gosh. I swear I'll be better next time. Oh my goodness. No, I like this version. Um, we'll keep this version. <laughs> Funny. Crazy girl. So where can they get your book aside from Amazon? Is there other So places? yeah, all major retailers, Barnes and Noble, uh, Amazon. If you want a signed copy, just I just DM me and I'm more than happy to, you know, mail you a signed copy. You can Venmo me for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, just you can get it anywhere. I'm excited about it. I think that you'll enjoy it. It's it's a small enough devotional where it's not overwhelming and the days aren't like pages and pages long. Um, which is another thing that it's a great price point. That's the one thing I was very excited about because I feel like it's one of those journals you can purchase for a friend who's going through a tough time or maybe struggling and give it away. So buy one for you and one for your friend. (laughs) A gift bag. We like it. Exactly. So, and And it is called 24 Karat Conversations Devotional. And I will do a giveaway on the, the Facebook page and the Instagram page. So we'll do, we'll do a book giveaway here in the next few weeks. All right. Well, that is the end of our little conversation. Yes. And I'll just finish because I always finish. So don't forget to follow us. Take us out. Take us out, Rhonda. Don't forget to follow us on 24 Karat Conversations podcast on our Instagram and our Facebook page. And until next time, friends, spark along. Bye. Bye, peace.